Hey, this is Robert Nolly. You're listening to Labrador Leadership with my dad, Bob Nolly. Wow. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Holy cow, ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Welcome to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. It's Father's Day. It's Father's Day, and I hope you all are celebrating appropriately. You remember your dad? My dad's down at the beach several hundred miles away. I spent time with him recently, called him today. It's good. Are you out by the grill? Are you uh, at the ball game? Are you on the golf course? If you are, why, why are you listening to us now? Well, maybe you're listening to us at a later date, but happy Father's Day to all the dads here. There's a special day and a special episode because well, I'm a dad and I get to introduce to all of you my son, Robert Nolly. Robert, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. It's good to be here. Well, it's great to have you on finally. Uh, so thanks for all you've done for me on all the Father's Days ever. I certainly appreciate it. And they're now numbered in the 20s. Uh you know, it's it's something. It's 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 really special to kind of be in the middle of it now to have a son who can celebrate Father's Day with me, but also to still be able to uh, to celebrate it with my own dad as well. And is as the audience knows, he's he's eighty six and still living a high quality life. So that's a blessing. I would be thankful for that. So tell me this. Uh, why don't you tell? Why don't you just introduce yourself to our audience here? And tell us uh, in just a hundred words uh, what you're doing now and and what your background's all about, so they can hear it from you and not from me. Okay. Um, well, I'm my dad's son. I'm Robert. <laughs> uh, I'm 27 now, and right now what I'm doing is I run production down at a place called Chaco Atelier, um, which is a small um, made. In, we make jeans in America, then we do um, American-made luxury items as well. Shaco, I'll tell you, uh, we'll link that up in the show notes so everybody can find it. Okay. Absolutely. Thank, well, thank you. And um, <clears throat> background-wise, I was really just, you know, I went through um, college here in Richmond at VCU. Uh, started off, you know, pretty standard things with English and then quickly went to uh, business. Um, and, then, you know, I really just did that because, honestly, it was pretty much my fastest way out of college. Um all through college, I was working at UPS and continued working there. You mean and like at a UPS store? A UPS okay, store, yeah. yes. Okay. Um, and I found out that uh, factories have been making jeans, and jeans were, were one of the only things that, you know, obsessions that really has has stuck with me since high school, um, which is weird at that age to say you just like expensive pants. <laughs> but um, I, I found out this was happening, so I came down and just kind of asked for a job they said they couldn't pay anybody and so i found out what bars the owner went to and followed him around one night until he was too drunk to say no and then uh, asked him for a job then so so that um, that's really quite a story there because you you worked for them for a long time just for just for the sake of the passion of learning the business because i don't think you were getting a check from them yeah no i worked for free for about a year and really that was you know i i didn't really have anything to offer them they they could cover everything here production wise cuz i knew nothing about that and so i was mostly just in the front of the store and you know filling in gaps and putting out fires wherever i could and at the same time you know learning this whole business then learning you know what i could really take over and what i could do here um 
And then over the past, you know, year and a half or so uh, is really where I kind of, you know, fell into my own crack and started running things without, you know, someone over my shoulder at all times. Oh, wow, that, br- that brings up a lot of questions. For example, to a lot of the baby boomers that listen to us, they, I, I think people just aren't quite aware of what being an intern is like now and how that's a very, a very common approach to getting in the door in a business. So more and more of, of millennials and, and your friends your age are, have taken that approach. So what is being an intern like? Um, well, I mean, it's interesting. I think that there's this whole idea and it's kind of, um, it's kind of this poisoned idea that, that's been given to my generation that's gone while going through school that, you know, you go and you finish school and then you send out your resumes and you take an internship and, you know, you send all these files around. And I don't really think, you know, that that rarely works. If you set the world on fire in school and you have, you know, even then you have to have great connections and you can get those internships and you can get, you know, better yet a job. But really, I think there's a whole thing where there's a giant group of us that don't really want to just have the job to have a job and they'd rather find something that they're really into. Um, and interns, there's no way really around it. They're worthless for a while. You kind of, you know, if it's a true internship. There's, there's, you know, an expiration date. And so there's a lot of stuff that isn't taught to these guys because, you know, they're going to be gone in six months. So it's just like you give them busy work and you do whatever. Um, my experience was a little bit different because it was just kind of, I was here and no one knew if you, even the business would be here in a little bit. So you, you do get tossed the busy work. You, you do get tossed, you know, it's like, hey, we have to organize this. We have to do this. Like, what do you, what do you think about, you know, this idea? And in my, in my scenario, it was a lot different because we were so small and, you know, we all sat around family style and be like, well, what do you think we should do? And everyone's voice was kind of heard. Um, and intern wise, they're kind of like, they start throwing stuff at you. And if you show you can do something well, then you start doing that more and more. And then um, you can start teaching someone else if they come and want to do it. Robert Nolly here on Father's Day with me on uh, Labrador Leadership. So sitting around the table with them, when when did you realize that they were starting to listen to you and your voice, that you were adding value to the conversation for that business? Well, I think uh, I've, and, and you know this because, well, you've raised me. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm a pretty cynical person when it comes to certain things, especially things that I know that I know about. And while, you know, their, their whole background, you know, was custom suiting, luxury items and things like that, jeans are a little different. And I came in and offered the whole aspect of someone that only really ever, you know, cared about, only really cared about jeans and, you know, the little details that are in there. Um, and so I would sit there and even just being a new person, um, I would tell them what I hated. And, you know, whether, you know, for a little bit, they're just like, okay, well, shut up. And I just kept kind of saying it. And then eventually little details were stuff that would come up from, you know, wholesale customers would come from customers. And slowly it was little tweaks that would make the jeans better and better. And there was also, you know, on my side as well as I had to learn, you know, not everything is, you know, super heritage jeans wise. And it's not always about like the details that I love, but it's about like who we wanted to be as a brand and what we, we didn't want to be just another, you know, jean brand that did its best to copy old Levi's. Um, so it was a push and pull there, just learning on, you know, figuring out who we were as a brand and let, a, let alone, you know, how each of us, how each of our tastes can make this really awesome thing that, you know, 
could show our attachment to each other as well. So where where you know we'll talk. We're going to talk to more folks down there at Chaco Atelier uh, in another episode. Where where did you know? Or where did it come from, your, your recognition that denim was the passion for you? Um, well, it was, just, it was always one of those things that was there. I didn't have friends that were into it or anything like that. So I was online and just always looking at, you know, denim and jeans and different companies that are doing stuff. And it's, it's funny because even as like, music tastes change and, you know, friends change and what you do and little activities or you start mountain biking and then you stop it a month later you start weightlifting and you stop it a month later jeans was just always there and of course like everything you know sometimes you'll go like i would go a few months and not really care and then all of a sudden it'd be right i would see something in it all right back and i'd fall down that rabbit hole again and having it be just one of those things that you know has been constant interest of mine um and there has been many but this was one of the only ones that through all of my transformations have always been there um, I never thought it was a real possibility that I could work with it ever. I never saw it as something that I could, you know, really do. I never, you know, I don't have the gumption to really, I didn't have the gumption to really start up and start my own thing or even know where to start with that. So I, w- I knew I would always be looking at, je- <clears throat> looking at jeans and always, you know, probably spending too much money on jeans probably forever. Um, but I didn't think it was, uh, uh, so I knew it was a passion probably, you know, in college. That that's great. That I, I've got to tell you, you know how meaningful that is, just to hear from a dad's perspective. And the day would be the day for that, because when you came out of college, you know, the family, a la familia, would had this had this mental model of what's supposed to happen for you next, not in terms of where you landed necessarily, but what you should be doing. And that was, you know, the classic resume spread, the classic networking and handshaking. The classing, you know, finding your way to get into an X thousand dollar cube job somewhere. And, uh, you, you know, the, the traffic of the conversation for a long time was like, Bob, you're not giving that boy enough direction. And I'm like, he's doing great because every, you know, all of my contemporaries are going, I'm just jealous. I'm just incredibly jealous now. And people like, you know, friends that, that you know very well just all just applauded you for sticking with it and getting to that point. So, you know, applause, applause for that. Let's celebrate that today. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, it's, it's been an interesting little journey, so, uh, getting everyone to realize I'm not just crazy. But. <laughs> for a long time, you know, we thought, you know, you, you were in a band, and, you know, I'll plug them now. That band is Swamp Thing, and you can still find, you know, their stuff on iTunes, I think. And you were in the, in the, in the hard rock scene for a long time in Richmond, and, and you had the opportunity to tour Europe which I thought was just, well, so, such a great freedom because you were touring Europe on the cheap. Well, yeah, we didn't pay for yeah, anything. So, w- so what were the great takeaway- takeaways there from, from that time? Uh, I mean, that was a while ago. And, I, you know, it's also late, I mean, early, early 20s, late teens that we did that. And so it's all the takeaways are really just kind of like, oh, uh, we were sitting there in a group of, you know, six people. And we were sitting there like, Oh, you're just going to pay for us to go over to Europe and you're going to give us a van and we can do it every once. So of course there's, you know, it was just nonstop ignorance and in the best way possible. And, you know, you look back and it's super funny, all the things you do. And, you know, there's always the moments where we did the really touristy stuff, but getting, given the opportunity to go and do that and actually, you know, see, it, it was, a, you know, the certain music scene that we were in to see the influence that actually, you know, things over here in the States have over there and how it's a genre that's really created and just how, you know, fast music actually moves. Yeah, it, it, so. it does change a lot. The, the name of the band, folks, was Swamp Thing, if you go look that up. Uh, 
that, that that was that was a great time. So nobody's going to hear. We're not going to hear the Jake and Elwood line. You know, uh, Dad, I'm getting the band back together. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. So you know, it's just I, I don't have that in me. So I know I, I I remember being your age, and you know, it was different times, of course. And I wouldn't have an answer to this question, but I'm going to force it on you just to get your thoughts. What do you think's next for you? What what would you like to be doing? And it's um, just secret between you and me. No one else is listening here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Well, Dad, I'm going to become a stripper. <laughs> um, so, no, I mean, honestly, I'm exactly where I want to be. And, you know, my whole struggle now is I wouldn't, I don't want to be doing anything else in life now. So, I mean, even if you know everything here, that you know, the whole roof fell in and it's a whole new ball game for me, I would honestly, I'd be looking to stay in the whole, in the whole fashion thing still. It's fun. It's actually, you know, interesting. I'm not just doing data entry or, you know, so it's just for me right now, personally, inside of, you know, the company here is right now I'm mostly in production and I fell into that because we needed someone to do it just like almost any other job here. It's we're such a small team that we're like, oh, okay, this has to get done and you just take it off the plate and you, the whole thing is, is you just better get it done. And, you know, it's all of us, it's always, you know, all go, no slow, sink or swim. And I think the biggest thing here is, you know, it's, of course, you want to get it done and, you know, you you want to do your job well, but it's really the big thing is you don't want to let everyone else down on like a personal level. And it's the reason that we, we've been striving as, you know, and working as hard as we do is because, you know, this is the most important thing to all of us. And so even when we are, you know, it's a, it's a family business, um, not my family, of course, but it's family business. So like passions are high at certain points and even when we're all screaming at each other, the most important thing is always, you know, the company, the brand and seeing tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I hope our listeners uh, take, take note of there, particularly those that are out in the market now. I mean, you got out of school with a, a degree in marketing and, you know, the traditional thought would be you go look for some way to get in there on a marketing basis, but you were willing, in, in addition to finding your passion, is to go in there and find a way that uh, just to learn the business and you were willing to start cutting the denim to get that done yeah. or anything else that had to happen. Well, that, I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, I've done all the, you know, social media stuff and all the marketing. It's just been, you know, in-house stuff for us. And honestly, like I'm fresh out of college. I have that piece of paper that says I'm good at marketing, but in real world, I don't know if I'm good at marketing. And that'll, and that'll um, serve you well. So, okay. We so, talk about leadership all the time. You must be standing live right outside the plant there today. I actually am. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's very realistic. No, it's good. Uh, this is this is actually the the quietest spot that we have. So <laughs> it sounds busy. It sounds busy, and that's good. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, it's I, I started cutting the denim, um, and all of us, you know, it's like I said, grassroots. We do all the marketing stuff together, and ended up teaching someone else how to cut, and then I kind of took over all of production. Um, but yeah, I, w- I honestly, I would like to, I don't want to be always in production. I think the more fun parts and exactly sales, but more on the design part. And so, you know, next, what everything's been talking about is kind of as we grow every day is, you know, growing pains and it's sourcing and helping things with Anthony, the owner and designer, like getting stuff off his plate, which may fall in cracks. And then, you know, I'm a very big on deadlines person. And while you certain personalities here are not, so I'm kind of, we'll probably be taking a lot of the sourcing thing, the sourcing jobs a little bit while, you know, I'll always probably have a very stern hand on production, but we will see. So we always talk about leadership here on the program and, and are there any, are there any touches on leadership and your role there in the shop now that have come to you or realize you, you want to improve on or that you need to learn? 
Well, our big thing here, and this is kind of tied back into the growing pain statement, um, we've always been super transparent with each other, which has, you know, helped everyone learn. We, we sat here and, you know, the owners and the owner's parents are the people that really have taught me everything and they're here every day with us. Um, we've always been super transparent with each other. And that's why we were able to know what was happening, how important this was, why tensions are high, and what really needed to get done. Um, and, you know, that really, it makes it so you know, since day one here, I knew that you don't go home at five, you don't go home at six, you go home when you're done. And the transparency of everything and, you know, how everyone's opinion is super valued makes that a positive thing. I've been, and you well know this, I've, you know, I work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I'm happy with it. Um, and that's because of that transparency and you feel like you're part of a family. Our biggest problems now are as we grow, and especially now that we have, you know, more people sewing and things like that is, are we that transparent to everybody? And, you know, how do you really tie in people that care, but it's not their life and you can't expect it to be their life. You know, you you may find a little golden nugget every once in a while and they really take it on and they run with it. And that is amazing. You know, it's a blessing. But just kind of how to stay super transparent and to understand, you know, the urgency of some things or just, you know, we're in the business of luxury things, details and the little things that don't really matter, matter the most. While the, the T word transparency is a big one there, we talk about that a lot and authenticity. I, I think that's a good place to let this rest. Uh, as As we sit here celebrating Father's Day, I can't tell you, uh, of course, how, how proud, just how proud I am as, of you as a son and all you've accomplished and the path you're on and, and the successes you've created for yourself just on the short distance you've gone down the path so far. And uh, I love you very much, and the entire family wishes you the best. And thanks for joining us here today. <laughs> thanks for having me. It's been sorry if you know I wasn't as fluid as I should have been. <laughs> I, think, I but... think you were quite good at the podium there. Well done. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast, the Father's Day Special Edition. Thanks for being here. Take care of one another. We'll see you. Love you, Dad. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. All right, folks, thanks for joining us on Father's Day. The new Leaderati is coming soon. Check the website for details. Click on the button to join the conversation, and you'll get all the news first. Take care of one another. See ya.